Carlos Simon, thank you very much for joining me here at All Classical Radio with your new album coming out called Together, which I've listened to, I've listened through them a couple of times uh, in the last week, including yesterday. And I would love it for you to be able to describe um, what was the, the germ of an idea that, that led to this particular recording project. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, uh, the project, I think, came out of just one, uh, uh, how we were all sequestered during the pandemic. And um, we uh, just were by ourselves. You know, we didn't have close loved ones and, and close by. Um, but also, too, like, I'm a composer, which is by, and, and it's a very lonely profession. Um, you know, being alone, you know, I'm often writing music alone until the premiere performance. Um, and so, you know, I, I wanted to be around people for this. <laughs> and so one of the things that I wanted to do with this project is bring my closest friends and collaborators. Um, and let's I brought, just come into the studio. Let's let's have lunch. Let's have some coffee. But also let's make some music. And that was the goal of this project. And what you hear is... is um, Often, you know, just the, the the result of just hanging out, um, and 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 with some music, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the goal of the, of the whole project, and that's how it came to be. Rather. Well, Carlos, the the music and the performances come across to me as as very personal sounding, very very intimate too. Um, you you never get really a much larger group, I would say, than maybe like a, is it a string quartet or maybe around that size? Yeah, well, then that's the whole thing. I wanted to keep it intimate. I wanted to keep it small. Um, and again, these these are all friends of mine. Even with the the, the string orchestra that you hear on, on two tracks called The Settle and, and uh, the arrangement of Angels in Heaven with Will Lieberman, um, those, everybody was handpicked. Um, and I, I just knew having, you know, like-minded people in the room would, would really um, put forth the message of, um, of having a tribe. And I think that's an important thing that I want to bring in this, in this, in this album is that, you know, it's important to have a, a tribe of people who you can feel comfortable with and, 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 and that, you, that can inspire you. Uh, but also hold you accountable, you know, and, and when, when things, when you are not being your best self. Uh, so it, these are all people on my album that I call friends. And hopefully the love and the energy that we put into it comes out in the music. Janae Bridges joins you for uh, at least two selections, including the very first track um, with Gather Up, It's a Prayer. And also she sings Near the Cross. And I understand that that is one that 
is very personal for you. It goes back to your days of performing in church, right, with your father? That's correct. That's correct. My father is a, is a preacher. Um, my grandfather was a preacher. My great-grandfather was a preacher. So um, hearing hymns in the house was, uh, is a, was an everyday thing. Uh, and, you know, I played piano, as you mentioned, in my father's church, and we often played uh, uh, this particular hymn, Near the Cross. And I, again, talking to Janae, and it's like she grew up in church as well, an AME church. And this was also a hymn that she heard. And so it made sense for us to do an arrangement of this work um, and to really, you know, dig deep and to kind of take things slow. It's usually the hymn is done a little faster than we do it on this recording. Um, but we, want, we wanted to take it slow um, and to let it and to really sit with the words. Uh, and so what you hear is this a, almost a meditative um, arrangement of, of this work. Mm. I will say also, you know, hymns are important, and to me, my family, and the the, the other song on here is um, that that I'm at the piano playing. It's a traveling music, which also quotes a hymn that my grandmother. She often that was one of her favorite songs, favorite hymns. That she every time I saw her, she would ask me to play that hymn, play this hymn, and she would sing it with me as I played. Um, but she made her transition uh, two years ago, um, and, and it, she suffered from Alzheimer's. And it was a slow decline. And, you know, I, I, when the doctors were saying that she was sort of making her transition, uh, I made a point to record um, this hymn for her as a, as a means of traveling, you know, this traveling music for her. And um, that I quote that quote the hymn in, in traveling music 
and so again this is this idea of him keeps coming up yeah yeah now i'm program director here at all classical radio um i each day i sit down and i kind of weave together the programming the music i choose one piece to follow another so i'm always very interested in how a composer or a musician on a recording decides on the sequence of either the entire disc or maybe even just like how you get us started out and then where you lead us from there. Was there thought beyond just, well, I like this song and I like this song, let's put it here. Were there any very, very conscious thoughts about this has to follow that? Um, you know, I was. It, it was important for me to start with the prayer, you know, as often things do. Um, in my family, we always start with prayer, no matter what happens. Um, so, um, you know, now that's 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 the one thing that I really wanted to consider. You know, starting with the prayer, and then um, with it, it goes into "Love Is Stronger Than Pride," which is one of my favorite songs by by Sade. Um, and it's a song that I've been kind of sitting with for the last couple. I mean, but months before I recorded the piece. Um, so it made it sense to go follow prayer with love is stronger than pride which you know love is the, the greatest you know fruit of the spirit <laughs> my father here put on my preacher hat um uh, yeah so you know it, it's it, it's a journey and um we i was very meticulous about the ordering and how people would listen to the project As I go starting with prayer for the next several songs, uh, they are prayer-like and meditative in some ways, slower tempo. At three, we come in with Amazing Grace with one of my favorite new violinists on the scene. I say new, I know he's like 26, 27. He's been around a while, but Randall Goosby, uh, who I got to interview during the pandemic. I'm going to be interviewing him again in a couple of weeks, by the way. Um, but you brought him in to perform Amazing Grace, and um, you're at the piano, undoubtedly, right? Right. Um, now, when I listened, I was talking about the sequencing thing and what my ears pick up, and I hear listen to Amazing Grace all the way through, and then near the cross, and I couldn't help but think that I was hearing maybe some chord, chordal, relative chords or something between the two songs. Did you pick up on that? Or maybe some notes transitions that take place between those two hymns that reflect each other that's what i picked up on anyway <laughs> uh, it wasn't intentional but you yeah. know that's one of the joys of being an artist and sort of releasing it to the world you know the expectations of what, what people should listen for um i didn't tend to to for this to happen but i'm i'm like grateful that you heard some similarities and parallels there um, it could be, you know, it's, again, I'm at the piano, so some of the same harmonic language is, is um, uh, possible. You know, this is my, one of my first times playing um, out and, 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 and playing with really, really amazing artists, you know, performers. You know, again, I mentioned being a composer, it's a lonely profession, and I leave the hard work often to the performers. 
Um, so being at the piano and arranging these, these songs, I think it, it, it lends itself to my, my voice, my performative voice. And then, and, uh, um, yeah, I was really happy to, to play piano on this now, on this, on this project. What's a favorite memory of that recording uh, process? Getting back together with friends you knew, maybe bringing in a few people that um, you knew of, if there was anybody like that in the project uh, but got to work with for the first time? Um, favorite memories? Well, you know, it, it, it was a hang. It was a, it was a good time. You know, we yeah, both the studio, yes, to create music. But I'd say we spent about 75% of the time just relaxing and having a good time, you know, just enjoying each other's company. And then the that, that last 25% was just like, okay, we're going to make some music now. And it was, it was so seamless. It was um, painless. It was fun. Um, and you often don't think about that, you know, when creating music it's sometimes it's just like they're just going to do the music and go when we finish you know that's, that's going to be it but no music is a, making music is a very intimate process and you need to have time to relax and to sit with the people that you are going to make music with and that's that's one of the things i uh, make a point to, to do and build time in the studio to just relax and have a good time and crack jokes and you know, <laughs> this laugh. Um, so, and I, I, I hope that the, ener the energy, the love and the energy that we put into creating the music comes across in the, the sound as you listen. The very last track, uh, Between Worlds with Seth Parker Woods. So living in D.C., there are, we're known for you know, the Smithsonian Museums, which are free to the public. And one of the things, first things that I did when I moved here from Atlanta uh, was to go to um, the Portrait Art Museum and here in D.C. And there was an exhibit which featured Bill Trailer, the work of Bill Trailer who, you know, he had a very, you know, eventful life. He was born enslaved in Alabama, but he died in 1949. Um, so he lived to see slavery. He lived to see Reconstruction. 
Emancipation Proclamation, he, he saw Jim Crow, he saw great, the Great Migration. And so that comes across with his art. Um, he was, was a self-taught artist. And uh, the music, I mean, sorry, the, the art that he created, it, it really, you can feel the energy, all the things that he saw uh, as, a, as a black man and living in the South um, in his work. And the work is called Between Worlds because, you know, imagine he saw two disparate worlds, um, black and white, rich and poor, and, and so many others, you know, and I think it's important to note that this artist saw so many sides of America at a time when, you know, the country was still trying to figure out its identity. And um, it, it comes across in his work. And so I wanted to create a piece that uh, speaks to what he saw and what I saw in his work. Was it a challenge to encompass all of that life and all that lived experience down into just an expression of a few minutes of music? Well, no, it wasn't. You know, because I, I, before I write any, anything, you know, I make sure I watch interviews. I read a lot. You know, I talk to people. Uh, and I, again, I visited the museum here and saw many of his works. There and so when I when I got the chance to write the music, it, it was it kind of came out of me, you know, and, and I wanted to, wanted to express that musically. And this work for cello is is one of four pieces. Uh, it's, it's, and then it's one for cello. It's what there's another work for violin and viola and double bass. Um, so there, there are other pieces that speak to the same thing. It's not the same music, but it is a different take on different uh, pieces of art. It's got to be a very exciting time for you uh, right now, thinking about these two recordings coming out close together, um, uh, documents of your your creativity and your collaborations. And I'm really looking forward to sharing, first of all, selections from Together uh, in the coming weeks on All Classical Radio. And then I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the recording coming out as well of Breath on DECA. So, thank you so much for having me again. Carlos Simon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us here at All Classical Radio. Thank you. Thank you. 